0: Hey, what's up guys? we got a little different episode this week. I thought it was fun. James and I decided to sit back and reminisce about all the designs we enjoyed over the past decade. And a few other announcements we want to thank our promotional partner, Design Daily. They are at Let's Design Daily on Instagram. They post amazing design work from designers across the world. So check them out if you haven't already. We also want to... uh, uh, ask for you guys to follow on spotify like on youtube subscribe on youtube give us five stars on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts. it really does help out we'd really appreciate that and then uh, discord i really want you guys to hop in the discord and we can all chat about our favorite designs over the past 10 years and other than that i think we're good let's go minor details i'm nick and i'm james and we are two industrial designers in the big city sweating the small stuff Woo! james how you doing man pretty... pretty good pretty good how about yourself good good we actually just been hanging out for the past couple hours yes we have um now we were doing a little uh finals critique at pratt yes we got to see our our fellow uh industrial designer alvaro you're you're right uh His class, uh, we had critiqued it for midterms, so we gave critique midterms, I don't know, I guess that was two months ago? Yeah. And now we get to see the final result, and it's it's fun to see the progress.
1: It was very fun and uh, and rewarding.
0: We just get to see the, we just get the fun part. Yeah. It's like, he has to do all the teaching, and we just get to come in and see the... And
1: and we were just like sitting there, like, did you listen to our feedback (laughs) during the midterms? Some did. Some
0: people did. Some people did. There was some cool stuff.
1: Yeah. Um no it's been a full day for me cuz I woke up this morning at 6:30. Oh man, that's because real, um it's time I go to bed. Jeff Smith is in town and uh God bless that man. He put on a 4-hour workshop for uh Fusion 360. Right, Fusion 360. So I ran into him at RIT uh for the Thought at Work conference and he was like I come through New York all the time. I'd be happy to show you through Fusion because I I'm an on shape boy. And uh, is he been,
0: con- is he converting you?
1: The conversion has begun. Oh really? He, yeah. He well he he filled the room up with water and then dunked my head backwards. And, you know. <laughs> said a bunch of.
0: It does feel like the the 3D package you choose is very. Uh... It's religious.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. He he told me he would take me through it and um and so i i arranged to meet up with him and then i was telling uh another industrial designer friend of ours um who i met actually at rit steve caruso um i was telling him about it and he was like oh can i get in on that and i had rented this room through breather do you know that app
0: what is it kind of like a we work for just
1: spaces or what it's Uh, as far as i can tell well now that we work who knows what the we're we're not working anymore (laughs) they're not working i don't know but uh you know breather just takes basically just takes like spaces within buildings that are not being used or maybe they purchase them i don't know how it exactly it works we did it for a brainstorm recently Mm, yeah yeah but basically you just go into the app you find a location, you reserve a time. Oh, and it's, it's all app based. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I did look into WeWorks, and they were so much more expensive than mm. a breather space.
0: It's kind of like Airbnb, but for work.
1: Yeah, it's it was awesome, especially yeah for like small group yeah. sort of off sites. And so um, yeah, like uh, seven seven other industrial designers came out. That's a lot. And uh, we had a we had sweet four hours of Jeff Smith. And uh, I really have to shout him out. That was really awesome of him to uh take us through the program. And he's such a great teacher and like so enthusiastic. It's uh it's it was such a fun time. Amazing so, sketcher as well. Yeah. So um That's cool, man. It was cool. But um, You launched your posters as well. I, I did launch my posters. So the posters have been shipping. I've shipped uh, a handful.
0: Yeah. Check those out. Yeah. Where are they at?
1: Idor? Edo? They're at, they're at Idor. Edor. Oh God, you got me saying it. <laughs> Edor. Not Idor. Edor.
0: Um, um I thought it turned out nice. I liked your little uh, rendering of the poster in frame.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I tried to take some photos and
0: it was just not working out. This is a this is a counterpoint to last week's episode. Sometimes a rendering just is easier.
1: Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um so yeah, if you go to the I uh, now I have I have uh Idorshop.com. Oh, new URL. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a uh, sh- Shopify.com Shopify. <laughs> boy anymore. Baby steps, man. Baby um, steps. So yeah, go go check out the uh, helicopter poster.
0: Very cool. Um, that's awesome, man.
1: And it looks like I did launch my bottle opener. <laughs>
0: Uh, unknowingly <laughs> yes unknowingly yeah, i guess your newest follow-up opener will be launched by the time this airs as well
1: yes um so yeah go check it out i mean dang you got a full shop now i think uh i think these should ship by the holidays i th- they will
0: ship by the holidays this is gonna be released like on christmas it's, it's too <laughs> late it's too late this
1: nick i know christmas not, is not next lot. week know, we still know, have time I, I will drive it to your door <laughs> if need be that is some service right there yeah cool man so anyway yep that's my that's my uh update that's my
0: status what about you i mean i guess kind of going off that you know what something i've been dabbling around with what have you been dabbling i've been buying instagram ads oh yeah i've turned to the dark side dude with almost object (laughs) yeah i i tried a few ads uh, and it's expensive Mm. i think i dropped like 200 bucks and i tried some instagram story ads and just some Instagram post ads. It's interesting. It's Instagram definitely has its way of like learning who engages with the post and then showing that post to more of the same people. Mm. So it's it's weird. It kind of feels like an ad can go in in where in any direction. Yeah, depending on who likes it first. Right. Um. But yeah, my Instagram ad. I think I got some engagement on it, but it was interesting to see some non kind of designy related industry people commenting on it. Yeah. Yeah. There was, there so was some like some funny comments
1: like Harley Davidson enthusiasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Right.
0: And there was a few people making jokes and stuff, which is, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm used to it by now, but yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It didn't really pan out. I think maybe I got like one organic sale. Yeah. And then like, I got one email about wholesale, which is right. You know, it's something. It's better than nothing.
1: Yeah, in case it's not clear to people and because we're pretty open and honest about our little businesses. Yeah. But I think it would be nice to completely be completely revealing about the fact that just because we have like the Instagram followings does not equate to right customers. It does not transition to customers. Like we are very much like figuring out how to i don't know for lack of a better term monetize but you know obviously we've we've put effort and passion into these projects and we're proud of our designs and we want you know people who who will appreciate this stuff to buy it and um it's not uh it's not it's not that simple
0: i totally agree i think that's a really good point i'm glad you brought that up james it's It does seem like on the outside or like, you know, I remember when I was like younger and posting on Instagram, didn't have a following or anything, you would look up to the influencers and you're like, oh, wow, they get paid X amount of money for a post or whatever. And it's, it doesn't, it's not a, it's not a one-to-one equation, right? No. But I will say, I think just because it's not like you can't make money off your Instagram, a lot of other great things come out of it. Right. Absolutely. Um, And it's almost like I always equate it to like, playing the board game life, right? Isn't the board game life? Yeah,
1: there's a board game called okay. Life. <laughs>
0: um and you get the life chips, yeah, which are like unknown like kind of you know, like I think you could probably get like a life chip cuz you like volunteered at a, like a soup kitchen. You know, there's like all the little like things of life, but at the end of the game you get to flip it over and they actually have cash in the inside. Oh. That's how I kind of think about Instagram. It's like it doesn't actually directly equate to monetization but, right but you make connections and through those connections you might make more connections and yeah. more connections and then eventually you realize that hey you know f- five years down the road your career has blossomed and it's all because you met that one person on instagram right Anyways. yeah
1: i think the the ultimate lesson of life or even just instagram is that unless you are taking time like taking time out of valuable activities like if you are just taking time that you would otherwise be doing you know maybe non-productive things and and occupying it with things that are pushing you creatively and you know as long as this is what you want like if you're doing those things that are pushing you creatively, pushing you out of your comfort zone, something will come from it yeah and uh, a case in point I you know I sent two posters to, Uh, The guys at Render Weekly, Mm. uh, Ryan and Tyler, because, you know, I did this helicopter project. I've probably said the story before, but I did that helicopter project and it wasn't like the most popular thing I ever did at the time. Right. But then like, you know, a year later, these guys come to me and they're like, hey, we really want to use your 3D for this collaboration. And i i just never saw that coming like yeah. there's there the the enthusiasm for that series
0: has built up over years right it wasn't immediate right and it wasn't like oh, i'm gonna make a helicopter and then i'm gonna monetize it right you know it's like <laughs> it's just something funny you wanted to do yeah so anyway that's a there's that's a good tangent yes um i also went to miami oh for, yeah for, uh design miami yeah uh SCAD invited me down there that was a lot of fun i did do a little uh impromptu podcast with a, a fellow Scad grad andrew greenbaum so hopefully we'll release that sometime um sometime pro- probably <laughs> probably next year in <laughs> the great unknown in the great unknown sometime <laughs> um i didn't get to see the banana the banana was a big thing you didn't eat that banana i didn't eat it no <sighs> apparently there was a an art basil art basil sorry <laughs> Art Basel. Oh no! Um, There was a banana taped on the wall. Yeah, I'm sure that. I mean, if you listen to a podcast, I'm sure that you saw all of it.
1: Yeah, you know, I went to uh, OG Art Basel in Switzerland. Whoa, never even heard of OG Art Basel. Well, you know, it's like where where the real Art Basel takes place. And I have to say that I, you know, I don't know if there are events happening outside of the like the event itself that are much cooler. But I remember walking around and it's like it was like any other trade show. Yeah. It was just like booths and booths and booths of artwork. Yes. And at some point it's like Is any of this valuable? Exactly. Like it it's just like a little much. I I could not appreciate it.
0: Yeah, that's what I felt too. Uh it was pretty overwhelming and really huge. I think the only thing I remember is like enjoying a nice stack of bricks. I I will say I'm a big like Dada fan. Yeah, big Marcel Duchamp fan. I like the fountain. So I didn't get to see the banana, but I definitely enjoy the concept of the banana. Right. Um. There's also a stack of bricks that I enjoyed as well, but
1: yeah. For for those of you who have not seen the banana, have been under a banana for the last week. <laughs> um. Yes. the the banana was just duct tape a banana wall. duct tape to the wall
0: and it was purchased for $120,000
1: wasn't it also supposed to be like a commentary on the state of art was that yeah. another thing about it
0: but it it's it's so double-sided cuz it's like a commentary wait, on the state of art wait it was double-sided art. tape no that's not the tape <laughs> <laughs> James. but you know it's someone still bought it so the the artist still profited right. so it's still like you know it's it's just it's one what, of those it's, things it's like yeah anyway that's what i've been up to that's pretty sweet james 2019 we're coming to the end of it we are coming to the end
1: of a decade
0: yes moving out of the 21st century going to the 22nd this it's
1: insane (laughs) just
0: kidding it
1: is insane to me
0: Um, i mean
1: i basically started id i guess i technically started it in the fall of 2009 but
0: our entire careers have been this decade yeah
1: yeah and uh, it's just it is crazy to think about like to think back on this decade as a chunk of time and to think about what really stood out, what was really significant. And I mean, the thing is, is that it, it is kind of weird when you judge a decade so close to when the decade actually ends, because it's hard to know in five years, how you're going to judge 2019. Right. That's because when we're looking at this list that we made, it's like, you can see big, big products from like 2010 to 2016, because we've had time to like digest those things and understand their significance. And even in 50 years, like that's going to be different. Yeah, for sure. It is kind of a fun exercise to think about. Thing, things in this time span and yeah so what it means
0: i guess this episode is gonna be our decades in design episode oh yeah we actually did a little crowdsourcing and had our uh, discord members pitch us their favorite designs over the past decade oh yeah and so we've included some of those and uh yeah I've included some of our own kind of personal favorites and um yeah i don't know i think we should just kind of dive in and and just reminisce. Get, get, yeah. get our uh,
1: nostalgia hats on. Maybe th- would it be would it be worth it just to read out the the big ones of 2010? Just to start yeah. there, we'll just go like. 2010. I'm just gonna read them. Let's, let's one it. by one. Let's hear. It. iPhone four, iPad, the first iPad. I'm the original. About. Motorola Droid. Oh yeah. Jawbone Jambox. Okay. Microsoft Connect. Mm-hmm. The sail chair the square credit card reader oh nest thermostat and beats by dre okay
0: yeah that's a solid list there 2010 yeah i mean i obviously the one that sticks out for me is iphone 4 mm-hmm. that that one is just game changing it's still being sold today is it really Yes, there's twenty dollars. Dang, you can buy one for twenty
1: bucks. I mean, is are they? Is Apple not still selling an iPhone four? I
0: thought they were. No, I don't think it's being sold. It's today. not. There's no way. No, I mean, I think what you saw no. there was like eBay, right? No,
1: they. I thought. I thought they have there's like no a souped a souped up no. iPhone four. No, no, no. There's no. I, it's a decade as, ago. Man. As no, as of like <laughs> a year ago or two years
0: ago, they had. <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute this is this is the scenario when we're like oh yeah 1990s was 10 years ago this is this is that exact scenario no
1: they definitely <laughs> were still selling <laughs> iphone 4s as of like two years ago um i swear to god
0: but the significant thing about the iphone 4 was this was the the iphone that leaked do you remember oh that story? here we go Okay, what's what okay, is it, James? Okay, you can the iPhone SE. You can shush your face. The, no, iPhone, it's not the iPhone the iPhone
1: SE is basically the iPhone four. Yes, yeah,
0: so the iPhone SE still has the same square body. Yeah, as, so as the iPhone four.
1: Get out of my face. <laughs> it's not okay. the iPhone four though. It is the iPhone four. It's the it's what the five. No, it's the like. Is it the, the bo- five or the body is it the of the four? five? I don't. I mean, it's pretty much that is. That is the DNA of the four. That's the yes, DNA that the sure. four established. Yes, I, definitely. Um, <laughs>
0: Get out of here. I will say the iPad Pro has the yeah the new the iPad Pro sides. So yeah, um, that DNA is in there. But yeah, the iPhone four was pretty significant just because it went crazy when it got leaked. Oh right. It was the first phone to ever like be. It felt like I'm pretty sure it was the first phone to really leak and have a significant impact. Do you remember that story?
1: I do remember that story.
0: Yeah, they because before they had the iPhone 3GS, and it all the iPhones had this kind of curved back, mm-hmm. and then the some some engineer whoever left the iPhone 4 at a bar in Cupertino, and someone picked it up, sold it to Gizmodo, and the internet went crazy, and it and it broke internet because it, it was it broke the 2010 internet <laughs> that it did um i don't know it was a it's pretty memorable m- moment and now iphones like all the time like it's not a big deal anymore right but this is right. like the first one i remember
1: yeah no i mean it's pretty thrilling it was a it was a very much extrude cut you know Definitely. uh got that sandwich vibe yeah got that
0: oreo vibe glass metal glass
1: um but yeah, it's it is interesting. I feel like it was actually the most securely grippable of the phones. Yeah, definitely like, not,
0: not a slippery. It's had those edges.
1: Yeah, like you would think you you would think you would want that curvature for mm. the hand, but honestly, like that very primitive shape was was a very secure feature. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think my
0: first iPhone was the iPhone four or maybe it's the 4S. Mm. but it was that model. Right. Um, the Droid's interesting. You put that one down. Motorola, yeah, well... Droid. I remember that being a big deal, too. It was It was a big deal. it, was, it they was had like, a good marketing scheme, I think.
1: Yeah. The um, uh, Motorola Droid, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was, like, the first phone to come out that really seemed to be, uh, like, an iPhone
0: competitor. Right. Um, it had that... I mean, the whole Droid thing felt very, like, super... Uh, futuristic as well
1: yeah it was very it was very tech forward was this
0: like the first an- android
1: i think this was the first android interesting but let me see was... that's
0: uh, yeah i don't, don't don't quote us on that
1: yeah i mean this this is one of those episodes where we want we want to hear <laughs> your opinions we want to hear
0: where we messed up We but... we made a specific discord channel for your favorite decade designs in, over the decade so mm-hmm um,
1: but yeah, I think, I don't, uh, Motorola introduced its first Google Android device, the Motorola click okay. 2009, but it was still around yeah, the same time around so. the same time.
0: But, um, another one that I, I think was a good one that you put down here, James is the Jambox. Oh dude. The designed by use for jawbone. And this was this, this was his kind of, claimed to fame at the beginning i think yeah one, one of his kind of signature touches was this very textured kind of uh what's the right word for it? geometric textured uh grill yeah i and mean he, he extrapolated this kind of you know parametric texture on a lot of his products and you have also the sail chair which i believe he did as well right?
1: yes i would say i mean this might be my limited knowledge but i feel like what fuse project did if they didn't if they didn't start the physical pattern trend they certainly popularized it yeah and i you still feel the effects of it to this day this
0: was definitely a big teens trend yes 20 is it 2010s or 20 teens 20s yeah 2010s 2010s this is definitely a big trend over the last decade
1: yeah um i mean this is one of those things that for a while, I think in the in like the the two thousands, it was like it was just sheer minimal. Yeah, and I mean we're we're kind of we kind of still see that, but this was where like adding this one touch of pattern, which hadn't really been seen for a long time, I feel like in product design, um, just makes an item like feel more elevated Mm -hmm. even if it's even if it's not more more expensive it's like it's like new ornate it was like modern ornate in a way exactly so it really gave a lot of these products and really does give products a feeling of value where it might be the same price as something else by adding that
0: pattern you are elevating the value right and i even think about i i don't know if this is in the same year but the uh wd external hard drive mm-hmm. that also has that kind of textured pattern i know that one was a pretty big uh design for just hard drives because most hard drives were just square boxes right and then fuse yeah. project did that kind of fluted kind of i don't know what muscle fiber type pattern i don't know what you call it yeah that the
1: usable hard touch everything you touch turns a <laughs> to pattern <laughs> that's true um but uh yeah it's a pretty pretty big deal the jawbone jam box i got the uh the charity water edition oh. i got the this one the Ooh. the black and yellow a little wave yeah. little wavies. it was cool. one of my first purchases like after having like started industrial design oh your first big job like, and you got that big paycheck no no okay. i didn't get anything <laughs> No, it was like it was like I want to I want to spend money on like a designed item, right. something that I really admire. And yes. this is like, you know, I've heard Karim Rashid talking about democratic design, and this was like a, you know, a democratic product. It's it was affordable. like affordable yeah. and a beautiful object. And a lot of people had these. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved like this was when Bluetooth audio Like started to become a really big deal, and now it's you know obviously it's everywhere, and it's like I can't imagine having to leave my phone with my speaker ever again. Yeah,
0: you know having to like stick it in the dock. Yeah, you remember that in in the two thousands you had your iPod and you had your iHome and you stuck it in.
1: How would you even look at your Instagram likes? (laughs) How would you be able to like? I don't want to run across the room every five minutes to check. Do you? Things have
0: changed. Things have changed.
1: Um. I think, uh, I I don't think we should gloss over the iPad because the iPad is my parents' favorite computer. Yeah. <laughs>
0: tagline. <laughs> Tim Cook is stealing that tagline right now. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's a big deal. And I, you know, I bought my first iPad, I guess it was three or four years ago when, when they came out with the, the iPad and the first generation pencil. Yeah. And... You know, I thought about getting the Surface and all these things, but I was like, you know what? There's all these companies like like Autodesk and Onshape, and they're doing this like cloud-based stuff yep. or web-based stuff. And pretty soon, it's really not going to matter what the hardware is. Right. We're just
0: going to have screens now. Yeah. That's how I kind of feel nowadays is like I have my whole cloud Computing setup so I can access my computer anywhere, whether it's on my phone, my iPad, my Surface, whatever it is. Yeah, and it's almost like well, it doesn't even matter what I have now, as long as it's a screen and it's connected to the internet.
1: Right. The only the only time that I ever cringe is if I'm holding my MacBook, my iPad, and my iPhone all at the same time,
0: <laughs> just stacked on top of <laughs> each other, kind of like carrying them. Because
1: I mean, eventually it would be great. Like it would be great to get rid of the laptop, but.
0: We'll get there I one day. Still, I still do love my laptop. I, I definitely think the iPad has evolved into a very significant piece of technology. Yeah. I think the original one certainly was dipping a toe in the water, but the evolution of the iPad has really been right. changing for sure. Yeah. What do you think? Any more from this, de- uh, Dude, from this year?
1: I think... 2010? I, I mean, 2010. there's just so much to talk about with I 2010. We could,
0: we could keep going. I, I think... I,
1: honestly, I think we should uh, just a little bit longer. I mean, Square... That's has a big completely one. changed retail.
0: Yeah. Every single, at least in New York, a lot of the kind of lunch food places use the square, uh, POS system.
1: Right. And like, do you remember the first time you like saw a square? Cause like, I, I feel like I remember seeing it and it was one of those things where I was like, huh? Okay. Like it was, it was like, this didn't exist yeah like it just kind of felt like this accessory of this this like weird accessory
0: and so i guess the original one was the kind of puck that plugged into the headphone jack yeah which is totally bizarre yeah it's kind of crazy that that much data could go through a headphone jack yeah but i guess that makes sense right yeah um
1: but you know and it it just appeared and it was suddenly everywhere yeah um and maybe i don't
0: know were they
1: like just like how much was a Square Reader? I don't initially? remember. I really don't
0: remember. I I, I, can't I feel think like that, it was that much. That one is like a very uh, niche, but still significant product.
1: But but more recently, I have to give major props to the uh, to the Square Register. Yeah, that's what I've been, that's
0: what I've been thinking about.
1: I I think it's it's a really beautiful design, and you know they they did have the the flip around the one, swivel one. Yeah. Which was kind of odd. And this one is just like such an elegant solution to that whole thing with having the screen on the back. Yeah. Um, And, you know, you handle all your credit card uh, stuff back there.
0: I think point of sale is such a difficult place to design. Yeah. It's, It's this place that is always clunky right no matter where you go it feels very clunky to pull out your credit card and stuff so yeah i don't think we've really solved that in de- this this decade but i think that square has taken a huge leap forward from past years i
1: think so and they've empowered a lot of like businesses that are starting mm, yeah small s- businesses to for sure. seem more legitimate
0: right you know instead of getting like a big clunky ibm like register thing right like a target or whatever yeah um,
1: and I, I feel like, uh, obviously Nest thermostats are everywhere, but like Beats by Dre, Beats was big, Beats was huge.
0: That and, was a good marketing scheme. I think Beats had a pretty good solid, I, the, the whole marketing of like giving their headphones to NBA players and rappers. And, oh, and yeah. that was a significant thing as opposed to, in my opinion, the design, like the design's like pretty normal headphone design i mean it's clean it's nice but i think the marketing scheme behind it was pretty interesting i think i mean i think it was a
1: pretty elegant package and i think it was designed by um ammunition oh really firm okay um and obviously dr dre is beats by dre Right. Yeah, yeah and so yeah of course like there was that immediate link with a lot of people within entertainment and something that i mean maybe we can just talk about it now but Later on in the decade, you get the uh, the Beats Pill in 2012. Oh, yeah. And I feel like you, cannot, you cannot watch a music video in the 2010s <laughs> by a pop star that does not include a Beats product. It's just like that is the endorsement of the decade. Definitely, for sure. Uh, so anyway, I think we can probably close out the 2010s, but it was a dang good year. All right, well, give me a 2011, James. All right, we've got... Nintendo 3DS, mm. PlayStation Vita, HTC Droid Credible, Oxo T- Tot Sprout Chair and Microsoft Arc Mouse. Not not as much of an action-packed year, but some good products that I, came out of there. I think
0: I'm not exactly sure what the Droid Credible is. Did you put that one down?
1: Yeah, I think I think I put it down because it was another phone that came along.
0: Kind of like after the Motorola Droid,
1: yeah, because because HTC was one of the few companies that was like taking real risks during the smartphone age in terms of styling. Mm. And okay. I just always remember seeing their work and being like, "Whoa, that's crazy! Interesting! Um, like all sorts of sculptural elements on the backs of the phones." Hmm that you just don't really see much of. Everybody is very afraid to do anything other than, like, sleek, you know, surfaces.
0: That's fair. Unbroken maybe, surfaces. Maybe we need a Cybertruck of the phones. We need Cybertruck to Probably. come in. Um,
1: but I, I just thought that, like, I I really thought that what they were doing was commendable because they were taking that risk of doing something very different from, uh, right. from Apple. Right.
0: I also I believe you put down Oxo Tout Sprout Chair and I'm tot, curious. Tot, t- tot, tot Sprout Chair. I'm curious what that is. I'm not familiar with that one.
1: Um I would say so I I especially remember this one because one of the designers of this chair, Brooke Kennedy, came and um This is a high chair. Yeah. He came to Virginia Tech, um and and has been a professor like since my he, he came down and and uh, interviewed, I guess, my senior year. Um, but he did a presentation of his work. And I remember the OXO tot sprout chair. And I think the OXO tot whole line was kind of like a newer line mm. where they were extending out from just being like... Kitchen products. Yeah, j- purely kitchen products for adults. And then going into other spaces like with... Uh, kids i mean this is still in the kitchen but i remember seeing this and just feeling like like wow this is a really beautiful design and something that it seemed pretty significant because i don't think that i was ever looking at high chairs as anything other than you know just kind of like necessary right and it's, it's a
0: quite nice chair i mean it has this wooden base to it some wooden kind of stair steps up to yeah. the high chair and
1: and it's a very thoughtfully designed chair that kind of grows with the child. Um so I, I feel like it was one of those things where, you know, it it took a market that was like again, OXO took a market that was lacking in design right. and, and gave it something. That's cool. Um
0: the but... one the one I do know on this list is the Arc Mouse. The Arc Mouse, come on. From man. Microsoft. That one one's pretty cool. That one's pretty innovative and unique this was the microsoft mouse that was flat and then it had some sort of i guess spring uh, mechanism in it so that when you clicked it it would kind of bounce up yeah and it had like this flexible tail that kind of like turned into a to an arc right and you could use it as a mouse i will
1: say that before they got really serious into the uh like the surface right um stuff I feel like where Microsoft hardware really shined was was in their mice. Yeah. <laughs> like they've had a pretty strong mouse game. They're on the mouse game for sure for for a while. But I I do remember this in school us talking about this us watching a video about the development of this. Oh. And it's, you know, it is like a pretty remarkable little design. There's a video out there about the development? Oh yeah. A YouTube
0: yeah maybe we can find it yeah link i think to that i th-
1: i think we should we should post it if we can find it but it's like it's one of those it's one of those concepts that you could uh, you could of course dream of something like this but executing but, but it. to execute on it i i have to imagine this was an absolute labor of love and <laughs> emphasis on the
0: labor for sure for you sure know? this is like an engineering engineer's worst nightmare yeah right? and
1: an engineer's <laughs> like it's
0: just a mouse right exactly. like, like no no just make it a sip. yeah yeah
1: but uh no it's it's a pretty pretty incredible design it should not be overlooked that's a good one um 2012 i mean All right. I'm, i'll just go i mean we u although kind of a flop we u do you remember we Wii u
0: we Wii u we Wii u, Wii u ambulance is coming james oh my god <laughs> I I forgot who I
1: was sitting next to.
0: We'll edit edit that out.
1: um, But yeah, the Wii U is kind of a flop. But it did lead us to the Switch. You can see the DNA of the Switch within the Wii U.
0: I mean, I like how you've put in here a lot of gaming devices. Because gaming devices do feel very... They're always very emotional. Like Mm -hmm. They have a lot more emotion than smartphones and, and normal tech products. I mean,
1: talk about uh, something that's religious, you know, like we were gaming, talking yeah. about software yeah, earlier. When you
0: choose a, when you choose a console, that's when you choose more.
1: a co- company, yeah, like a gaming company, are you a Nintendo? Are you I'm Xbox? a Nintendo boy. Well, a, a PlayStation. I started out as a Sega boy, but we all know where that ended up. <laughs> uh, R. A. P. I've watched so many videos about Dreamcast, about the, the fall, the fall of Sega. And, uh, I've done my crying, but, uh, Yeah, the Wii U, it was an interesting thing. I think the intention was to take the whole premise of the Nintendo DS, which was this dual screen system where, you know, you can have information down here, but you also have a secondary screen. So it's like this interaction of the two, and it can kind of lead to just interesting styles of gameplay. And so I think they were trying to apply that to the Wii U, but it it just wasn't quite right because it felt like this thing that... You wanted to be able to take with you.
0: Yeah, it was, a, it was like this awkward teenage phase between DS and Switch. Yeah. But I think it's still significant. Like yes. each stepping stone is significant. For I
1: you. was so close. I wanted one of these so bad just to play Zelda Wind Waker, the remake. <laughs> they le- Or the, the uh, not the remake, but they like remastered. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, I digress. 2012, we got Wii U, we got Oculus Rift, significant hey nick baker it's me uh tesla model s we got the bno play launch um dollar shave club Philips hue bulbs uh maker bot
0: replicator and the beats pill these are pretty good i it's, mean 2012 is a good year definitely i am a supporter of a, a few of these products obviously what is wait when did the, did the rift
1: vibe come
0: out uh, I don't know. Let's, was that 2012 too? I'm I'm about to look it up. I mean, the Oculus, Oculus. I feel like I've always preferred their design way way oh, more yeah. way more than the Vive. But did was the Rift? Did the Rift come out in 2012 as a developer kit or was that the consumer Rift?
1: Let's see. Um, so in 2016, the HTC Vive. Wait, 2015 HTC Vive Pre? Interesting. Let me see. Oculus Rift. Uh, we're doing some research on the fly here, people, so bear with us. It's great radio, I know. <laughs> um, So it looks like they, yeah, it was introduced in August, August 1st, 2012.
0: So I think this was like the dev, dev kit, right? Oh yes, it which was. Which is still significant. It like was, it was the very digit. first kind of entry into VR, right? And
1: so the actual the actual Rift itself, let's
0: see the consumer version, 2015, right? And that kind of co- coincides with the Vive as well. Yeah, exactly.
1: So anyway, that's it's when it was when it was announced, it, right? which
0: is still pretty like the next level of tech. I you know we've had these screens, and then going from screens to VR. I mean that leap. 2012 significant you know yeah um tesla that's a good one tesla tesla model s
1: come on i mean
0: that was the first one right
1: do we need, really need to say anything about tesla that we haven't already said we, in the cyber truck Yeah, episode? We, we're good
0: with tesla <laughs> i think bno was a pretty uh nice ad here james oh, I, man, the bang and olsen play line that's a little more democratic and accessible is it i mean i just bought some bang and olsen headphones so Mm -hmm. it's it's nice that it's like high quality design and audio at an afford more affordable price point
1: yeah Um, i just remember like the the launch video which was with the the lit. um and it was it was this danish guy (laughs) This Danish guy, he's probably a very significant person at Bang & but he was like, we got people from fashion design to come in and to help us oh, with man. the B&O play. Um, but it was like a stunning thing because, you know, here were these other um, Bluetooth speakers that were much more on the tech side of things. Yeah. And what Bno play did was to add materials like leathers yeah. and and just these like really nice perforated steels. I mean the BO Lit
0: Scandinavian touch, man. Yeah.
1: The BO lit was very much like an Apple product. And it did have its own pattern to it. This, this is just a
0: large portable speaker. It's yeah. like a big extruded rectangle.
1: It did have its own pattern with it with this sort of disappearing dot pattern on mm-hmm. the side. So not unlike the the jam box. But one of my one of my favorites is uh is the A9.
0: Is that the circular Bluetooth yeah. speaker? That one is beautiful. I mean that one is just simple It's furniture, man. It's I mean now this one's not B and O play. This is a pure Bang and Olson product. No, it's B and O play. B O play. Oh, I thought this was No. This is
1: this was this is a part of the Bo play line. Interesting.
0: I Um, mean, this is pretty iconic. You've seen it. You've all seen it before. It's a simple circular kind of speaker with the three wooden legs. Very Scandinavian.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if this
0: was released in this past decade. Was it?
1: Oh, absolutely. What? Yes. It was released. It was released after the Bo lit.
0: I mean, I'm not up Um, on my Bang Olsen.
1: But this, yeah, I mean, for a company to come out with a statement like this is just like the reason that you want to be a designer Yeah, is to hopefully work for a company like this one day that'll take a risk and say like, let's put wooden legs onto a, a pure circular speaker. For sure, for sure. Um, And it has like touch capacity, like, you know, you can just like swipe over the top of it to turn the volume up and down. Um, And yeah, there's just... I don't think that there has been really a clunker in the entire BNO line. Yeah. B and O play. I
0: mean Bang and Olsen is a very unique company in their in their design approach. And I think that's that's certainly they've spun it as a very distinct style. Yeah. Um I don't know. What do you think, James? We're we're
1: running out I, we're already on
0: twenty we're on twenty twelve.
1: We got it, we got eight more years. man. Listen, <laughs> just buckle up.
0: Should we go okay, we might go long.
1: I mean, I mean, we have to talk about the replicator. We have to talk about Make-A-Bot MakerBot replicator. The
0: the boom of consumer level printers, I think, was significant in this past yeah. decade. Yeah, hadn't really touched consumer level in previous. Obviously, three D printing has been around since like the seventies, but uh, you know, MakerBot kind of pioneered in this past decade, as well as a lot of other smaller smaller guys have come up.
1: Right. I honestly like I. I thank God every day that I'm an industrial designer who's working during the time of 3d printers <laughs> because like,
0: cause if you had to shave that foam, Oh, oh <laughs> God,
1: I, yeah, I, I would be dead. Uh, um, it's, it is an amazing, amazing thing that we are able to design during this decade. Cause like I, my first job was like cat all day, print overnight. Yeah. Review like, you know magic man it's like magic and it was it is magic uh like it's one of the best feelings in the world to pull a fresh print off and to like really feel your design because before before then before now like if you were a smaller company or a small studio like how much would you have to spend for 3d printing a lot of money yeah and now it's like it is it's much more democratic And like if you were one of those small studios, all you had to rely on was just, yeah, you had to create a model yourself somehow and just make sure that you had that like everything matched the model that you had made in the CAD and send that off and hope for the best. I mean, there's just so much more stress on the development i feel i mean maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe there are veterans who can tell me otherwise but unless you're at some of those big companies that could have afforded to to use 3d printing technologies before this is a huge huge deal for this decade yeah we're so lucky yeah man um all right moving moving forward 2013 james 2013 Got, got Sonos Play 1, PlayStation 4, Xbox 1, UE Boom, Google Chromecast, Fitbit Flex and Google Glass.
0: Ooh, wow. Well, we got a we got a lot more blue I feel like every decade has a bluetooth speaker. Right. <laughs> right. That is that is the 2010 trend is there's a bluetooth speaker in every decade. Yeah. And um, got to give it a th- give it up to Sonos. Yeah, I mean obviously all these bluetooth speakers seem significant they feel like they each made a statement which right is interesting because it's just a way to play music right but, um
1: but the sonos like really i don't know i th- i think that that's that's been a huge deal
0: um they really built a strong brand for sure
1: i feel like when 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 i was growing up if you went to somebody's house that had surround sound or like you'd be like god you guys are loaded
0: <laughs> we had surround sound
1: <laughs> loaded <laughs> Um, but I but I feel like, again, Sonos made that possible at a much more democratic level right. and with significant ease. And and it and was not more... any sort of invasive
0: installation. Right. So like Sonos was pioneering the the whole, hey, you just buy a bunch of speakers or maybe just a few, like three. And they all connected. Together, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, like, where, whereas my dad, who. You know, puts surround, surround sound in our house had wires running everywhere through right. the walls and everything. You know, here yeah, like, yeah,
1: yeah. And the great thing is, is like we have Sonos speakers, and like you can, like, you can buy you you know, start out with one, and you can like
0: increase, mm, yeah. and they
1: all you know they all just keep staying connected. So it, I think that one's pretty significant.
0: I think the other thing that's nice is you you kept in the gaming consoles here. I think. The unique thing about PlayStation and Xbox is that it's not a it's not like a smartphone cycle. It they release new hardware every couple years, yeah, as, com- as compared to every year or every half year. Um, so it's nice to see their hardware and just the style that they take. I mean, yeah. Xbox One had a beautiful design, I think.
1: Yeah, and PlayStation Four as well. I I think yeah, I think the thing that the game companies have over the smartphone or you know that that whole market is that the apps or or not the apps but the games are so big in themselves yeah they take so
0: much more time to develop
1: um but but also just like they have their own like big launches yeah and Mm -hmm. so you're not hungry for the next hardware you're not hungry like you know playstation's four not four is not going to come up with a better camera than playstation 3 exactly um but but yeah, I think PlayStation Four and yeah Xbox One. Did uh, Andrew Kim minimally minimal? Did he work on Xbox One? I th- I think that's I the know. word. I don't know. But uh, but yeah, I mean both both pretty nice designs. I have to say the Xbox One controller is
0: yeah, beautiful. I, I I think Xbox One out in ID compared to PlayStation Four. In my opinion, although even I, though I am a PlayStation boy, I'm a PlayStation fanboy. I would say I'm only, not an Xbox guy,
1: only by a hair, only by a hair, only by a okay. hair. But uh, I think uh, I think we can move
0: on because we're running out of time. Well, I don't know. Maybe we, should we? I mean, we're not even to 2015 yet. Maybe we uh, do a two-parter,
1: or we could just do a uh, one long point one point five. Okay.
0: Um, Google Glass is significant. Yeah. Obviously, it's infamous. It didn't work out, but I think it's at least all you glass holes out there (laughs) i you know google glass was that first step someone has to take the first step yeah it's commendable for sure
1: yeah but i think that's around the time that ivy ross first came to google and now you know look at what she's done yeah to that id department it's pretty remarkable Um, all right 2014 james okay 2014 we've got the peloton bike uh the uh, I don't know if I can even pronounce this. Vet Vetrolin machine Nespresso, the All Nespresso right. machine that you see everywhere. Yeah, the Nespresso one. Uh, the square stand. Um, Harry's razor. Uh, well, I guess I don't know. I have Google Glass here again, but maybe it was. Maybe it was. We'll have to go back and check <laughs> that. But Amazon Echo. Uh, the
0: Ring doorbell pop sockets oh man pop selfie sockets. stick and the boosted board oh man the one that stands out for me is pop sockets for sure man yeah but pop um sockets are everywhere i know pop I, sockets are the things that in the back like everyone has a pop socket
1: oh yeah mccain Nelson has a pop socket
0: yeah it frustrates
1: me so much <laughs> i think it's actually incorporated into his phone case
0: i just the, oh my <laughs> i that's am such, you... i'm such a purist i don't oh, have a yeah. case on my phone i'm just a pure iphone guy right and so it frustrates me when people
1: like put something <sighs> just that's where you need that uh that iphone 4 you know bezel yeah you know but, i don't know man but uh i i think we should talk about the whole dollar shave club harry's razor market
0: yeah i mean i think that the tens were kind of a D 2 C boom in a way, right? Yeah. You got all these companies now marketing towards consumers instead of I mean, this was the whole the whole Amazon boom in general. Right. Like,
1: and when did Warby Parker start?
0: I'm not sure that's a good question. But Cause... you know, this, this whole decade was kind of a decade of transition out of retail stores and onto our devices. Yeah. Um, oh,
1: wow warby parker was founded in 2010
0: so that's, yeah so yeah i mean that's a significant thing i mean i think a lot of these companies have great design because design like they started out that way yeah um and so yeah like Harry's razors obviously great design prime studio yeah um
1: yeah i i I, the reason I bring up Warby Parker is because one of the founders of Harry's was a founder of Warby
0: Parker. Yeah, they're all they're all really close knit. I know yeah. a lot of the, the founders are pretty close. And
1: so. yeah, and I think you know uh, along that uh, that same thread, like I think there have just been a lot of companies that have come through and shaken up stale industries. I mean, I think you probably see this in every decade, right? um but but for this decade i think about glasses i think about razors and i think about toothbrushes yeah like there you know there's a lot of and mattresses yeah ma- oh, oh, i don't know if i put mat- matt i don't know if i put casper in here but that's another oh, the, huge one the casper light was pretty significant as well i think that was a, a good product no no i mean the casper mattress itself right but that's just a mattress man it's a third of your life nick <laughs> Uh, for you maybe more like an eighth i don't know <laughs> oh man but uh but yeah obviously the like you said the whole d2c thing was a big deal it was a big deal in this decade um selfie sticks that's a good one hey man amazon echo come on this was i don't know that anybody was even thinking that this was the next that's thing. true it did kind of come out of nowhere and we have an Echo Dot now. I don't have Amazon Echo. <laughs> I know people are freaked out about privacy. I don't care. I have Give... Siri. Siri yeah. listens to me all the time, but Siri's awful though. <laughs> Siri can't tell you anything. That's true. Uh, no, I mean, but it is. It's it's an interesting thing because in within this decade of screens, screens, and more screens, Amazon comes along
0: right. with this voice activated. This, yeah. This is uh, the first product. prominent this is the first prominent voice at, like product.
1: And I would say this is other than I guess the Kindle, this is like the first one of the first like real prominent Amazon products outside of the Kindle, Definitely. I guess. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean like people joke on on the Amazon like the Alexa all the time, so that means that it was significant. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh but uh and then ring doorbell i mean another smart home thing i mean like okay boomer like we <laughs> all know like you've been out to dinner with your parents and they're like they're getting a
0: notification from the ring doorbell i don't we don't have that on my oh list. come on but but now that my dad's listening to it he might he might get that he, he's probably wired up yeah get one wired up to his surround sound system
1: um but uh yeah it's it's funny i feel like this 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 year was the year of the, of the, uh, I don't know, I guess not the influencer. The vlogger year. You got, there we go. And boosted board in there. Vlogger year. That's Casey Neistat territory.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, and I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the Peloton bike. Yeah. Um, you know, Nick and I have both done work for Peloton and they're, I mean, they're now a huge company. Uh, when I was when I was there, I guess it was 2016 when I started, and it was like it was like pretty big, but like you know just one office space. And now they're like, I mean, they're a public company you now. Yeah, it's like they're
0: a, they're huge. It's not a startup anymore, I'd say.
1: I remember there was uh, Shack had ordered one. <laughs> And Shaq apparently has his own, like, custom shoemaker.
0: What? I mean, I guess if your shoes are, like, size 17. Yeah, because
1: it takes, like, you know, like, these bikes take specific, like, specific cycling shoes right. in order to ride. Um, so, just the image of Shaq riding a Peloton bike is, it's like, it's like, it's like a clown riding one of those tiny bikes. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, oh, my gosh. But, yeah. Uh, You know, another thing that I don't think anybody anticipated the Peloton bike and just, you know, how popular it's become. I mean, they like, they do spend a lot on advertising. Yeah. But it is, it is sort of an ingenious concept of like, I don't want to leave my house. It's cold out there. (laughs) Or, or I don't have the access to the Soul Cycle Studios. That other people do, I mean, I think people have always been trying to figure out how to make the at-home gym appealing. That's why there's companies like Total Gym right. or yeah, Episode yeah, seventy-three, Good yeah, check that out. Nordic Track. Um, but Peloton with the whole built-in system of being able to like live stream and on-demand classes, so that you feel engaged in a community, is brilliant.
0: I'm sold. It's brilliant. Anyway, all right, James, what we got 2015.
1: Oh, 2015. We've got the Apple Watch. That's pretty big. We got the Apple Pencil. Oh. we've got Quip. Okay.
0: We've got Jewel, and we've got Yeezy 350. Ooh, all right. And this is uh this is a interesting year here. We got a. I mean, Apple Watch, Apple Pencil, obviously, pretty significant, pretty self explanatory, I think. Right. Um, I mean,
1: the Apple Watch. Um. Was I mean? Is, is are the rumors true? It was designed by Mark Newson, or at least he had a hand in it. Is that
0: is this the first time that Mark was in the studio?
1: I think so. For as, for as far as I range. know, I mean, it has. I'm trying to recall, it has his fingerprints all over. I know because I had to it's wipe them off. It
0: certainly it certainly <laughs> feels like a very Newsome-y object, but obviously Johnny had a huge hand in it as well. Um, all right, let's not argue over this. <laughs> Apple Pencil is pretty good too. Apple Pencil kind of oh, opened up the. It kind of, to kinda be honest, killed Wacom. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: Um, but there was one fatal flaw with the Apple Pencil that still
0: yes, crushes me to this day. The cap and how it charges. Oh gosh. Oh, the charging. Yeah, it charges sticks sticks on the iPad. Yes. Let's
1: see. Let's see if I can get a good picture of the uh, oh man the the apple phallus
0: oh gosh yeah. it's I mean what were they thinking well they were thinking crap we want to create a stylus but how do we charge this thing it was definitely a shoehorned kind of design obviously the new iPad Pro the latest one oh yeah with the magnetic beautiful charging design is the intended design but sometimes sometimes you just have to design things in that awkward phase i mean there's a few things in here that we just talked about like there is that teenage year of design right for whatever product industry you're in it's like there's gonna be awkward products and sometimes you got to be a part of that because it's it's just a stepping stone yeah that's how life works
1: i mean i remember my ipad coming to me and being like james why why do i have all these weird feelings (laughs) what is this hair it's (laughs) can i have a credit card uh, i was okay. like no you cannot
0: have my credit card james that was so bad but, but we uh, got to add that joke to out too but yeah it's uh quip, quip was a good quip was a good add here too quip quip is quip a great... toothbrushes again kind of with the ddc boom harry's razors thing really the first electric toothbrush that actually looked nice actually looked decent yeah um I We've, mean, they've been doing some awesome stuff. We know, we know a few of the Quip guys. So yeah, it's a
1: it's a beautiful product. I own one myself, and uh, you know, it's one of those things that it's like it, you could almost imagine the the way that they sold this was this is the
0: apple of toothbrushes. Yeah, I'm sure that's how it was. You know, I'm sure that's what the the marketing scheme internally was. I was like, right.
1: right, we're gonna do the apple. <laughs> You know, I was talking about this the other day, like there's there's always like the apple of this, the apple of that. Right. And I also feel like in the last decade, there have been all these restaurants that are like, we're the Chipotle of <laughs> this. We're the Chipotle of that.
0: <laughs> That's true, man. That's true. So it's either Apple or Chipotle. Who are you? Yeah. Yeah. We we use Chipotle as our currency over here in America. What
1: if you went to an Apple store and <laughs> it was set up like a Chipotle and you would just pick your components. James? Don't,
0: don't reach over the glass. It's a million dollar idea. Right don't there. reach over the <laughs> glass. Um, jewel, jewel, Pretty infamous one. I mean, yeah. It looks like a USB stick.
1: It's had a pretty big impact. And, and lately there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of banning. Yeah. Of yeah. of vaping
0: uh, in general was a pretty cigarettes. Pretty 2010s thing. I mean, e-cig was around before 2010s but it really felt like 2010s it it kind of uh kicked off after the jewel like jewel yeah. kind of hit it hit hit it hit the right market i'm not sure what it was but right i guess hit the market that enjoys usb sticks or something <laughs>
1: <laughs> well it was one of the first that i remember like the first e-cigarette that just there were all these weird ones that kind of looked like They put hookah mouth pieces.
0: Yeah. Kind of a little bit too too much.
1: Yeah. And this was just like, no, this is just tech. This is this is a piece of tech. Yeah. And you can it's just a big battery and just suck on this battery. (laughs) Suck on this battery.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tagline there. No tagline. Yeezy, that's a good one.
1: Yeezy three fifty.
0: Yeah. That that was kind of like the first I think that was the first shoe that I remember kind of Becoming aware of hype culture.
1: Wait, what about the, uh, what was the, the Yeezy? The Wave Runner? No. The first Adidas Oh, the boot? The boot. I remember when this came out and, and having, like, this was
0: a, this was the Cybertruck of its day. I think it's a 750.
1: The 750? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think the 350 was significant because that was the one that really hit hard. Right. Um. But yeah, I, you know, like I think the idea of these footwear brands kind of coming to fruition in the in the decade was significant. And I think oh. the three hundred and fifty had a big hand in that.
1: We saw we saw a resurgence of the Adidas brand for sure in this decade. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I mean a lot of a lot of Kanye's shoes, the Yeezy shoe line. There's a lot of contention around different designs. But I applaud. Oh yeah, all, all of them so far. All um, right, 2016,
0: James. 2016,
1: we've got AirPods. That's a solid one. Got hoverboards. We've got the Serif TV. Uh. We now have the Oculus Rift. Okay. Um, we've got the Palisade collection for hay by the Birlex. We've got Google Pixel. We've got
0: Juicero. Another infamous one. And we've got the Dyson supersonic hairdryer. 2016 is pretty solid. Yeah. AirPods, got to say, that's pretty game-changing in my opinion. mm mm-hmm. um, Cutting the cords, really making it seamless. There was obviously wireless had earbuds before, but this was the first kind of magical moment. And this was honestly, this was another kind of uh, stone or like it It felt like a, a milestone for Apple's magical moments. Right. Before this, like we had the iPhone 4, and it had been six years, and it really hadn't felt like we had anything magical since then. Yeah. I mean, you had the iPad, you had the, the watch, and those were good, but the AirPods really did feel like magic, yeah. ca- kind of like that first iPhone did.
1: Yeah, that moment where you're sitting down with your phone and you open up the lid yeah. of your AirPods and it immediately pops up on your phone. Right. It's just, you know,
0: that was beautiful. We also have two... Brulec brothers in this uh decade the serif tv oh, yeah. and the palisade collection i also i kind of wanted to put in some i was trying they, we have it's a very tech heavy episode right but it's just a tech heavy decade to be honest and yeah. i don't know if that happens every decade it might happen <laughs> this yeah. is one of those things where you're like we should just look back 10 years from now you know and see, <laughs> see how it sounds but um yeah i think brulek's really Nailed it with kind of redefining what a TV could be with a Serif TV. Oh yeah, and kind of embellishing it, and then the Palisade collection. That's just a personal favorite of mine. Very beautiful outdoor furniture. Um, I think it's. I think it'll be a pretty prominent piece in the furniture design world for a good time to come. Yeah, I think it'll get up there with like the Eames stuff. So
1: I definitely, for me personally, the Brerolix are probably them and benjamin hubert are probably my top in terms of designers in sort of like the furniture living space mm, yeah i i just feel like the bureau knock it out of the park consistently um and this is yeah this is a prime example of
0: that hoverboards was fun oh did you man. have a hoverboard i no absolutely not i didn't have one but someone at pet Make did uh-huh. and i would ride it around <laughs> And the CEO did not like that because, <laughs> because, you know, I was the youngest. I, this was, I guess 2016 was after I'd graduated. It was the very first job I had. I was, I was the young kid. I was like the millennial in this big older corporation, you know, you know, pretty old, you know, it wasn't, it's not a startup or anything. Right. It was pretty corporate. And so like, you have this like millennial riding around on a hoverboard <laughs> CEO was like uh just it's too much.
1: Yeah, I mean I feel like the hoverboard was was ripe with fails.
0: Hey, I'm kinda I'm kinda intrigued by the way that it phased out. I honestly thought it was kinda here to kinda stick around in a but
1: Do you remember the one that minimal design? That one
0: was a really beautiful one. I mm-hmm. guess
1: that company just didn't just didn't go forward oh, it was called move oh move so like a cow nice. would say
0: move m-o-o-v move yeah it was, it was a nice simple design
1: um but uh yeah it's it's uh and and then there was also the whole thing where the the batteries were like exploding yes
0: for the cheaper chinese versions yeah, right
1: sure. and like they would exp- what, or was it was it that, or was it laptop battery that ex, that would that were exploding in people's bags?
0: Well, I, all about, 2016 was the year of batteries exploding everywhere. Yeah, Samsung had, Sam, Samsung phone exploded as well. Was that 2016? It might have been. I can't remember. Uh, this was the year that we pushed batteries too far. <laughs> <laughs> we said batteries. What can you do? And they said I think it Not this much. I think it's, it said 2017. I saw.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, um, but another mm, product catastrophe
0: Juicero. Juicero. I the thing with Juicero is that Yu's Bihar designed it and aesthetically it was a great design. From a conceptual and business plan standpoint, it just it, it didn't it tanked like mm-hmm. just didn't make much sense. Obviously if you aren't familiar to Juicero, it's kind of these ship uh, you get these packages shipped of fruit juice pulp, and then all it is is a machine that just squeezes a package right. of pulp, and then out comes juice. So it seemed a little bit overkill.
1: Yeah, it is it is a lot. Over-engineered. <laughs> it's a lot for a little. Yeah. Uh, the juice was not worth the squeeze. Exactly. Uh, That's a good way to sum it up. And uh, yeah, there was a there was a video exposing that you could pretty much just squeeze it with your hands. <laughs> it wasn't like it was such a a vacuum sealed, right? I think what it was trying to do was build off of the Nespresso
0: trend, right? And All those uh, kind of like quick, easy packets, and right. you get your juice fix, but yeah. not quite. <sighs> Great I'm, design though. It, oh. I feel I feel like for whatever reason, Juicero gets tagged on to use Bihar, even though that it's not necessarily his concept or company it's only his aesthetic design right which is such an interesting thing because it usually doesn't happen like if if a if a design fails no one points to like johnny ive or or whoever it's oh like, i point to him all the time <laughs> johnny what are you doing <laughs> All right, James.
1: We got 2017. We Should move on? Ah, uh, yeah, 2017. Now we're getting now we're getting into the later years where it's hard to tell what right. what exactly we, we have is a, hitting.
0: We have less uh, products for these later but years, but we
1: do have two big hitters yeah. right now,
0: which are the Nintendo Switch and the Fidget Spinner. Oof, Fidget Spinner. Because I remember Fidget spinning while I was on my, my hoverboard, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did did. The Fidget Spinner, I feel like the Fidget Spinner came out in 2016.
0: No, I think it was a little later than Hoverboard. Really? Because th- it doesn't I just feel it like the
1: Switch and the Fidget Spinner came out in the same year. But... Yeah,
0: man. I, well, you know, we've kind of followed the, the gaming trend of the Switch. Obviously, I think the sh- Switch is a beautiful summation of the past kind of teenage years with the Wii U and then the right. Nintendo DS kind of the early years. But um the fidget spinner is just an interesting design because i don't think it was designed by anyone i think the fidget spinner was one of those designs that kind of happened maybe some factory was like or some entrepreneur was like hey i got this idea and they sent an email to a supplier over in china yeah because the interesting thing about the fidget spinner is you know you got the fidget spinner with like the three kind of wings coming off of it and in each three of the wings instead of a dead weight it's a ball bearing right instead of like the fidget spinner spins in the center with a ball bearing and then the edges all they need is a dead weight yeah but instead of a dead weight they put ball bearings in it's just like one of those things that seems very haphazard but for whatever reason it just took off
1: yeah to me the fidget spinner always seemed like somebody at a ball bearing factory like who wasn't you know, wasn't making crazy amounts of money, or was experimenting themselves, like right. wanted to make their kid a little toy, oh. and they they figured out this thing, and then I don't know, like it somebody, just blew s- up. yeah, somebody saw that. I'm not sure. I was just looking for, because I feel like there's some things we're missing here, which was, I'm sure there's plenty of products we're missing. James. Yeah, like the like the Tesla Model Three.
0: Model Three was a pretty big. Because
1: that was the first Tesla that car. That was like
0: affordable, and it was kind of the the, the Toyota camera of Tesla.
1: Right. Um, so I'm trying to figure out what year. Is it 2018, it says? Or no. 20, well, it came out in... Yeah, I guess... Oh, it was unveiled in 2016. Okay. Yeah, unveiled in 2016, and then 2018... Yeah, is when they met its production goal.
0: That's still pretty significant. I mean, uh, this, this was, was the
1: first ones came off the line in, in two thousand seventeen.
0: Yeah, I mean, this one was the more economical Tesla, right? Really made it uh, open to a lot of people. So. Um,
1: the Nintendo
0: Switch. I mean, you have a Switch. a Switch. I work. have.
1: I have a Switch, and um, you know there was a lot of stories leading up to the the launch of the Nintendo Switch. I remember that the I think the president of Nintendo died in the interim oh, between really? wow. the Wii U and the Switch. Okay. And I and I heard things like at the end of every meeting, they basically said like, um, "Who was who was it?" They they basically said like, "This is for him." Like we're doing we're doing this for him. Yeah, yeah. And and the Nintendo Switch came out and it blew up. Like it is it is a big deal. It it still is a big
0: deal. <sighs> I. Nintendo is one of those companies that I admire for being different. Right. Like they do go above and beyond. And sometimes it fails like the Wii U or maybe not fails, but like sometimes it lands flat. Right. But when it lands and it lands on point, it can really be an amazing product. Right. Like the Game Boy and the the Switch. Like, man. Yeah. That's a good point.
1: So the CEO was Satoru Iwata and, um, I think he had been at the company for a very long time, and was you know beloved, and uh, so so anyway, um, the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I just was kind of like
0: last last little product that he pushed out there.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know if he had anything to do with the Switch exactly. Maybe the early stages. Maybe just
0: like the vision of the Switch. But the, but but
1: the company was they felt like they had something to prove right. because the Wii U was not really a success yeah and i mean nintendo smartly was like we own the mobile market like how can we bridge this this gap between the mobile and the console yeah
0: and they did it they did it in a beautiful way
1: and it's great it's the the funniest thing to me about the switch is it is one of those ideas that i saw in critique after critique in college and was would just be like oh my god another
0: one of these it does feel very kind of of course or like yeah you know make a gaming console that is portable and then you mount it and right. it plays on your tv like it seems very it's just it's the way that they executed it i yeah. think is the significant part
1: it's it, again it's like the Arc Mouse. It's like yeah, it's you know, that sounds cool, but is it really practical? Right, I mean, yeah, people yeah. have iPads. Are they really going to buy this thing? Right, right. And yeah, I mean, the other thing with Nintendo is they have so many great titles like they just, you know, between Mario and Zelda and Pokemon. Yeah, everything. It's yep. just like they because they have those inside developers that are working closely with the hardware, they can really make unique game experiences that feel like they were made, you know, like so much in tandem.
0: Right. Yeah. Switch is a good one. So anyway, all right, 2018, James iPad pro. That's all we got. That's all we got. I mean, (laughs) I might've run out of steam at this point. Well, no, no, I think it's a, it's a good point again. Like, you know, now that we're kind of closer to the past, it's, it's harder to tell, but yeah. iPad Pro is certainly significant. Obviously, a throwback to the iPhone 4 with the square mm-hmm. edges, and then kind of fixing the problem that we already mentioned earlier about the the charging with the pencil. Yeah, it's just a beautiful object as well,
1: right? And um, 2019, 2019, we've got the Oculus Quest, and we've got that Cybertruck. Oh
0: yeah! <laughs> I mean, obviously, we've already talked extensively about Cybertruck. Oculus Quest, pretty significant—the first standalone VR headset. People are calling it the iPod of VR. Um, yeah, I think that was a pretty solid decade. Yeah. Uh,
1: so thank you to everybody on the Discord that helped out. Um, and uh, you know, it's it was it was a fun fun time to just like look back and think about what was significant uh, and why. Yeah. And to see the trends as they evolved, yeah, and refined.
0: I think also just one last thing. I mean, certainly obviously every decade has a pretty significant, you know, impact on our lives. It's 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 progress. I think the big thing was I mean, we were trying to focus on industrial design, but also when we get into design in general and more UX and UI, you got to touch on Instagram right as an app that right. blew up in this past decade and has helped us all connect like, yeah we wouldn't all be here without that oh oh james pulled up another one we got man i miss one we got teenage engineering
1: 2011 teenage engineering op1 yeah i mean come on teenage so,
0: teenage engineering is good good little synth uh, products
1: man it it oh, was james is still searching more we got more I, <laughs> no i'm just i'm just pulling up the images but anyway yeah i mean it's It it has been a great decade. Do you have
0: any like future predictions? Future predictions? Like, what's the next decade going to be? Just I for mean, fun. I mean, you don't have to get it wrong. I mean, we're going to get Sorry. it wrong. You don't have to get it wrong? We are going to get it wrong. I don't have to get it wrong, but I will. <laughs> we are going to get it wrong.
1: Um, I feel like... I'm curious to see if there will be a phone killer. If there yeah. will be, if there will, you know, if we will no longer be carrying these rectangles in our pockets. I, I feel like in the next decade, I, I,
0: sometime. I, I do agree. I think that's my prediction for the next decade is that we will slowly move into some sort of AR VR space where we aren't necessarily interacting with rectangle screens. We might still have them in our pockets yeah, as a computing source, but our interactions will be more in a space, right? I think that's my my prediction as well. Yeah, it'd be interesting.
1: But uh, yeah,
0: oh, that was a long episode. Thanks well, for thanks for listening.
1: Yeah, well, no, well, I want to know, Nick, what was your favorite product of
0: the last decade? Oh, we should. That's a good question. Uh, oh man, I should go back and look at all these.
1: I I would think that it would be pretty easy answer, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs>
0: Oh, you you already can guess. I feel like I can. I mean, there's a lot of them that are really good. Cybertruck.
1: That's not your favorite. You don't know that.
0: I mean, <laughs> Oculus.
1: Yeah, that was that, that was, was what that's my what guess thinking? would be.
0: I think Oculus was the most impactful for me personally. Yeah. My my favorite design. Like I put the Palisade in here. Mm. Uh. Like a, from an aesthetic standpoint but certainly like VR has impacted me right professionally and that's been huge yeah what about you James? um
1: let me let me take a look
0: that's a hard question it's it, so hard to pick from 10 years worth of products it's it's like, very, what is your favorite thing that, it's very that hard 10 years
1: and I'm trying to think of something that like I I still live with or I still think about B&O? Uh, I, I do love the B&O stuff. Um, oh my gosh. I should, like, in giving you that question, I could have anticipated this question
0: myself. I gotta throw it back to you, man. Yeah. That's how it it goes. I mean, I feel like you're also a Switch guy, too. Switch is pretty good.
1: I do, I do like the Switch, but... Ah, God, it's so hard. It is so hard to pick one. Like, I, I just, I honestly... I'm trying to think of the thing that I use the most often, and honestly, it's it's between my phone and my AirPods. That's what I was thinking. That too. I Air- use the most often. AirPods is a like, good choice. Music is such a big part of my life. I so maybe I have to give it up to Sonos. Like just in general, I feel like my my life is so much about music, mm. and so Sonos and my AirPods and right. and all of those things, and like you know. <laughs> I I had to say that initially I was kind of skeptical about AirPods and how much I would actually like them, but after you wear AirPods for a while and then you wear a corded headset <laughs> and you try to walk around and like immediately get caught on everything in your house, this is where the memes come from. James. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I I think I think it mostly has to do with the with the way that we consume music in this decade. That's I
0: that's would probably. I would definitely agree with you because each deck, each, each year you have written down a Bluetooth speaker. So yeah. I would say that music was the most impactful for you for, for sure. sure.
1: So anyway, we would love to know what your favorite designs of the decade are. So hop on the discord or yeah. send us a message. Let us know. Uh, let us know. And let us know if we missed anything.
0: Oh, we definitely missed. We stuff. missed a lot, <laughs> <laughs> but there's only so much you can cover in an hour and a half. Um, but yeah, thanks again for listening, guys. Yeah, uh, as always, uh, an intro and nachos by the awesome Kiyoshi the Kid. Do all the do all the fun stuff, like subscribe on Spotify and all that stuff, and YouTube, YouTube, yeah. Um, and as always, I'm at Nick P Baker, and I'm at I Drawn Receipts. Peace.
1: Later.